what need... month is it? This is June. It's just the end of June now. This one will be going out. Um, it'll be going out the first week of July. Yeah. Happy July. Happy July. <laughs> USA, Sorry, I, USA. I have the I calendar associate. beside me, and I'm like, "What am I? What? Are, when are these happening? Who's coming? Who's going? <laughs> where, where are we? What's going? What? You? What year is it? What date is it today? Uh, how are you on keeping track of like what date it is and what day of the week it is? I'm awful at it. I was a bit shite, and then the reason we're recording these in advance is myself and Molly have a big project coming up, so we need we to be a little working. bit. We are working, and we're working on a project together with other people, which is very exciting. That isn't a podcast, actually. Um, but we're not allowed to tell you anything about it just yet, dear listener. So that's why we're on the ball with the calendar, because I have yeah. to have nearly every day planned out what I'm having for breakfast these days. But sure, look, yeah. some crack. Isn't that something mad about this passion project that there's so much planning and like showing up for it? Yeah. You know, it's not d- like other like media content jobs where you like can work on your laptop and your phone. You actually have to show up with another person. And we have to stuff. have a chat. I mean, it's yeah. all grand chatting to your best mate. But we, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as it's much as I love easy. it though. No, it's not like easy, even, but we're lucky that we love each other and it's all fine. Mm. Yeah. Even just before we we started recording, we were like, so what do we talk about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like, uh, no, there's some cases where we do just hop on and we start chatting away and everything's grand. But sometimes we're like, yeah. God, what will he do today? Do you know what's really annoying though? And this is going to be like, this is going to be really useless information to the listener. Hmm. Is that like, we do have so much we can talk about. We're just literally not allowed. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's so, like the project we're going to start working on is very fucking exciting. But um, we're not even allowed allowed to announce that we're working on it yet. So I can't tell you what it is. But hopefully by the time it comes out and it's all good to go, we'll do a full episode and we'll give you the whole scandal. Look at us teasing ye. Teasing, teasing away. Teasing yeah. away. Sorry now. Oh jeez. <laughs> what are we like? What, what um, were you saying there a minute ago? Um, straight to it, no shifting. Straight in, no shifting. Well, this isn't straight in, no shifting. This is no. giving someone the eyes from the opposite side of the dance hall, but walking yeah. away and yeah, dancing with someone see. else. We'll this, see that's what we're doing now. That's what we're doing now. <laughs> Keep the eyes on us, though. We'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah. Save the last dance us. for me, dear listener. <laughs> Last week we were straight in no shift, and this week we're just giving you in the eye. We're just yeah, we're giving you the eye. Have to um, have to keep you have to keep you hooked in. What can we say? Oh, yeah, <laughs> but like that's that's an annoying thing as well though. Just because like yeah. you know I'm thinking back to a a single time when I was attempting to flirt and. <laughs> I was never good at like being a, te- a tease because like I would try and then I'd turn around five minutes later and they'd be with someone else and then yeah. it would give me like a bit of fear because like I'd be like oh the next time I have to be straight in there before I lose them do you know it's it's a hard balance I think I was just so elusive yeah. I, I wasn't flirting at all I was just so far away in the back corner that if anyone happened to be near that corner I'd be like oh hey were you Hello, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So far off in my own little bubble that if anyone even walked near the bubble, I was like, oh, hmm, hello. <laughs> anyway, enough about my old dating life. <laughs> um, You know, the old question, of it's not an old question, I suppose it's quite a current question that's maybe a bit more top. I'm, I find talking about the pandemic really boring, but I, hmm. I like talking about like maybe the psycholo- psychological part of it and like the yeah. social side of it. But you know how people are always like, what do you miss most about like the old ways and like what are you most looking forward to getting back into now that everything's yeah, yeah. back open? I find that question so baffling because hmm. it's like, I find myself saying things like, oh, being in, in, in a crowd in a field at a festival 
Whereas yeah. in the old days, I wouldn't have liked that, do you know? But I yeah, want that now. Yeah, or like even I'd find going to concert a bit spooky because there is a lot of people there. Yeah. But like, and like or normally if there's like a standing area at a concert, I'd be like, no, I'm going to sit like an old lady. Because at least yeah. I know I have my tiny little space for the seat that no one else can fuck with. Do you know? So even I'd say going to a concert. Jess, I miss that as well. And like normally How... I would be a bit spooked by concerts, but I know I'm like, yeah, go on. Are you, okay, Misha, are you shy or are you introverted? Both. As in, like, do you literally feel like, you know, meeting new people and being in a crowd of new people, does that, like, shake you? Or do you literally just get more energy out of being... Because you can, like, introversion and shyness are very different in that, Mm. like, shyness is literally just, like... It takes you a minute to like adapt to a new person or adapt to like a new group of people. But introversion is like you could love being around people, but you just get a, a more energy and fulfillment out of being by yourself. It genuinely depends on my mood, because if I'm in yeah. a pretty dark place, I won't get my energy out of being other people. It'll drain my energy. But if my mood's fairly OK, I'll recharge in my own space before and after I see somebody. So I'll mm-hmm. go and have the crack and then I might need a day or two on my own to kind of fill my battery back up. So that um, sounds like introversion yeah. rather than shyness. Yeah, but then I would be quite shy. Like I wouldn't, I'd find it hard to start a conversation first. But mm. with this new job, my job mm. is actually going to be talking to people and telling them where to go and be. So I have to do a lot of that. So that's going to be great crack. Um, yeah, well, it, look, it sounds like you're looking forward to it. It sounds oh, like you're yeah. up for the challenge. Like. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. But sometimes I just have to like, I'll be thinking, oh God, I won't want to start that conversation, but sometimes I really have to give my kick, myself a kick up the arse and say, listen, this job is how many weeks long? Just just go and tell them they need to be here at this time. That's it. Because yeah. part of my job is going to have to be talking to people. God forbid mm. I ever had to. I don't think I'll ever have a job where I won't have to talk to people. I, I did a podcast with you. That's talking to people is the job. <laughs> Do you find it weird yeah. calling this stuff our job? Because I was talking to, I think I was talking to my mom and I said, oh, I'm working those few weeks. Yeah. And I was thinking, God, this is, I wouldn't think of it as work because it's actually one of my dream jobs or doing the podcast. I wouldn't call the podcast work. But I said to my sister this morning, oh, I'm working later on. Yeah. Like, it's weird calling artsy things work. I find when you say I'm working, it's kind of like a bit of a disclaimer. It's like, no, I can't do that that time because I'm working. And it's Mm. just easier to say I'm working rather than I'm doing a podcast. I'm trying to treat it a bit more like a career. I think because normally I just say, oh, I'm doing the podcast with Molly. But now I'm trying to take it a bit more seriously and say, no, this is my job. So yeah, I'm, I'm working. Mm. Especially because there are going to be a few episodes down the line that will be commissioned as well. Yeah, so yeah. like kind of have to take things that's, seriously. That's now. the job. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Look at us go. <laughs> us taking it seriously while simultaneously being like, straight in, no shifting. Oh, look at us teasing you. <laughs> you see, we do, we'll have the ones that are some crack like this and then we'll have yeah. the interview ones. Still some crack, but a bit more educational yeah. maybe is the word or a bit more professional but that's okay professional and structured i would say i don't think we're unprofessional though i don't think we're like we're not i don't know what is unprofessional on a podcast oh now you're really asking the hard questions because like we're still like yeah even if we're rambling we're still quite put together i'd say i don't know i don't know yeah well i suppose we are concerned about putting out something that's entertaining and that people can enjoy and listen yeah. to and think about afterwards and um, speaking of all those things Oh. Uh, oh, I saw two online plays this week. <gasps> Tell me all. How's online now, theater by, going? Oh, I had really one really good experience. And okay. the other was a really bad experience. So I'm really okay. looking forward to comparing the two. Oh. Okay, so 
One was love and information. That Carol Churchill, gorgeous. Students, yep. What the final year students in the conservatory in TU Dublin put on. I saw some ads for that. Mm. Oh, tricky play. Was. That's a tricky play to do because it's all, isn't it, it fragments or it's a little bit all over the place. Okay. I haven't so read it in I'll, a few I'll, years. I'll start with talking about the text, right? Because we okay. worked on it a little bit when we were in first year. It's kind of like an mm. exercise. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as I'm aware, it's a play and like it's broken up into all these scenes and a yeah, scene yeah. could be like two words long or it yeah. could be like seven pages long. So what the third years did was that they worked with Rowan and Phelan from Rough Magic Woo. and the play gives you a lot of autonomy because there's little to no context on these mm. kind of like scrapbook-esque scenes that just come out of nowhere but you build your own world and your story and your context behind the scenes and I could kind of see like three or four kind of connecting threads emerging mm. and I could see like three or four different worlds and they were kind of connected but kind of not so it's literally it's kind of Bacchian and Bacchian in that mm. you're literally enjoying the play as it's happening yeah. rather than like humming and haw and hawing about it before and afterwards yeah, yeah. um but whatever they did with the visuals and with the lighting and with the set and with the costumes it was just absolutely magnifico it was an aesthetic treat i saw and some snippets online it looked really really cool wow. they were really taking advantage of the fact that it was filmed theater because Great. we had some bird's eye view shots Ooh. and we had some we had some lights that weren't whether they were like square lights you might know yeah, a yeah, bit yeah. more about this technical bit than i do okay but yeah, there was like square lights on the floor and there was a lot of like golden hour-esque kind of lights. Oh, you love that. Woohoo. Oh, I do. I love a bit of golden hour. And a lot of kind of 70s kind of looking um, costumes. And even cool. though they'd all be like early 20s um, actors, like yeah, yeah. whatever way they they were done up, they were easily like in their 50s or 40s. And their acting Brilliant. and their talent was phenomenal. And it was a really, you know, vaporwave. No. So it's, I think anyways, I, I heard this from the other online play I watched this week, but it's mm. taking snippets from like really early internet stuff. Okay. So, you know, really early like desktop stuff from like the 80s or 90s. That's like oh, okay. really weird uh, sounds and yeah, weird kind of sounds and like fuzzy kind of like um, an analog camera stuff. There was all that weird stuff happening between the scenes and you get random words flashing up in that old style kind of text as it's on comic sans that all I, that's all i'll say now up comic sans oh yeah that's the font yeah yeah <laughs> that's a bit font. of helvetica god bless <laughs> <laughs> i love my fonts i'm doing a lot of editing lately so i'm, I'm testing out fonts and stuff to see what's nice i would never be able to like say a name of the font because I don't really see the word I just see what the letters look like I love um, I love Rockwell Rockwell's a nice font I've been getting it's nearly like typewriter but it's not ah mm. uh, yeah yeah just as me to cop on stop talking about fonts but <laughs> no it was it was a gorgeous um gorgeous thing to watch and it, it kind of made me think like if this was in person it wouldn't look like this at all like there's no way mm. I can look at a scene from a bird's eye view there's no yeah. way that they can unless they had a projector at the back of the stage and they really like every scene was clearly like shot on like they maybe had a week of filming or whatever okay. and they really took yeah, yeah. their time with it Good. And, you know like all the sets were so different and they had a lot of different pieces that they used and like you couldn't be shuffling around changing things that much if it was an in person yeah, gig yeah yeah 
Um, so they really took advantage of it. And I'm like, it was still like a theatrical experience and that mm. I was on the edge of my seat a lot being like, what's going on? What's happening? And oh. like, even though they did use a lot of cuts, it was still really um, flowing and it felt like the one take. Yeah, brilliant. I'm not making any sense, but it no, just you are, you are. sense, man. No, I know what you mean. Class. So that was stunning. Uh, well done to all involved. You were all gorgeous. And then the other play was... Um, Rich Kids in Tehran that the the Project Arts Centre in Temple Bar put on and it was like mm. this online kind of experience and you streamed it through the link and you also had to look have a, be watching their Instagram page uh, on your phone while you were watching the play. Okay. And you were meant to be watching, you know, sometimes it would say on the laptop, okay, now look at our Instagram live and it wasn't working on my phone. So uh. there'd be about two minutes where like I would just be sitting there refreshing trying to get it working and uh yeah it was uh i didn't really get it and maybe a backup plan would have been good for people or even somebody that doesn't have instagram there could have been yeah yeah so it was already a bit limited and i don't want to be on my phone when i'm watching something because instagram is really distracting i'm an easily distracted person Yeah, yeah um now, it had a lot of important stuff to say about, like, the wealth and class divide in Iran. And, mm-hmm. you know, it did give you these cool instructions being like, okay, search hashtag rich kids of Instagram. And they'd be like, okay, you might see, like, oh, snow leopards and diamond wow. rings and all this. And I'd be scrolling, being like, whoa, look at this weird, different other 1% wow. world. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool. That was cool, like, an interactive like that. And they were, but then it started talking about how, like, in a hundred years, they're going to be finding iPhone parts in the geological rock during their... Oh. You know, it, it was really existential and depressing and all about the end of the world and how we're all shite human beings and our human race is destroying the world. And I've kind of been listening to a lot of podcasts like that this week, so it was a bit of a head wreck. That stuff can be quite heavy if you're listening to a lot yeah. of it. Because then you don't have any... Because, uh, what was I doing? I was only sitting down. I think I was about to go to sleep. And I was, you know, chill. I find it hard to sleep anyway. And I was just chilling out. I said, right, Misha, now's the, you know, now's the around the time to turn off your brain. I do tell myself every night so I know it's around the time to turn off my brain, obviously. And uh, I don't know, I got a sudden flash thing of, Jesus, everyone I know is going to die and I'm going to die. Sorry, I'm not trying to bring your mood down. But like, I was just, you know, when you're just about to sleep and then my brain was like, hi, let's remind you of this. And I was like, oh shit. And the annoying thing is, like, we always forget about it, or I try not to think about it, so then it doesn't ruin my day. But you're like, fuck, Jesus. Like, there's going to be a day where we're not doing this podcast. Sorry to bring everyone's mood down, but life's a bit weird like that. I suppose that's why you have to live it the best you can. Mm. God. Yeah, like, I'm just, just finding, I'm just finding the fine line between being aware of the shittiness of existence mm. and also getting on with your existence yeah. I'm just finding it hard to keep those things separate these days like that blind boy episode about the housing crisis and how your man was like I just don't understand why young people aren't up in arms about this thing and we are but I also have to get by and live my life I can't spend too much of my time and energy thinking about how I'll never own a house because then I won't be able to yeah it's just it's too much for the brain because if you're thinking about Mm. that stuff too much then you're kind of distracted from right I'm just making a cup of tea this current second in time you know it's a lot honestly Mm. it's such a technique and like like how do we are we bad people for not 
giving too much of our energy to causes because like I want to be involved in causes and I want to be a good mm. activist and like practice what I preach I suppose yeah, but yeah. um like I just find that really hard like am I meant to be an activist if I get too emotional about things I think the emotion is what drives a lot of the causes sometimes I think it's yeah. like the housing crisis I think so many people are angry and upset and obviously those are big strong emotions and that's probably why there's so much well there is I would say there's a lot of action about it I just don't think the people that like the landlords and shit they're just not listening no. but I don't know a way that they should be or to get them to listen because the young people are doing their absolute best you know like there's marches and now is not a great time for marches anyway with safety and yeah. stuff like that it's a tough time to be going out and marching up and down a Collins street like hmm I don't know but let's bring the mood back up yeah um, <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> I know we'll we'll round, we'll round that up first before we move on I think it's good to be signing the petitions and to be aware of yeah. things and to be educated about things because the day is going to come where there's a politician knocking on your door and you want to be educated enough to challenge them yeah, and to know who you're voting for and to be able mm. to do your research. So it's good to know what you want and be able to vocalise what you want. But at the same time, it's not all down to you, kid. That's it. It's It's a group of so many people coming together. And I would say probably the best way I would have learned about I remember the repeal marches and stuff were happening when I was in college and I was coming from a very small town where I was coming. I didn't know much about abortion. I didn't know much about the laws. And the best way I actually learned about it was actually talking to people in my class because mm. they would have repeal jumpers and it was very early on repeal. I wasn't the most on the ball about it at the start. I didn't really know what it was. And I was like, geez, what's your jumper all about? And it was literally just them telling me about women's rights, about stuff like that. And I was like, class. Mm. And... It's not that I was, you know, brainwashed by one side or the other or anything like that. I just, I think women should have bodily autonomy. God, what a, what an idea. Um, but I, I think I learned more in that case. And I learned a lot about the climate change marches and stuff from literally chatting to people in my class, chatting to people in my own age, because they can put it into words that, you know, I'm down with the kids, but they can put it into words that I'd understand, where sometimes if you go and you Google, like, if you Google, like, repeal the eighth, you're going to get some scary shit on the internet sometimes, where mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's easier to talk to somebody I don't know, maybe there's something I know about that somebody else doesn't know about. That's how knowledge works and we all share around our knowledge. But I find it a bit easier to hear from somebody that I'm mates with. But I can't rely on my mates to educate me and give me all the knowledge in the world. But I think mm. sometimes if you're like, God, I signed this petition. Or even if it's your mate share a petition and you send them a text, God, he shared that petition about, I don't know, LGBTQ charities. What's that all about? You know, something like that. And then they'll text you and be like, oh, I think this is cool because I don't know where I'm going mm. with that. But I think getting knowledge no, from your mates is good. You're saying like your way of educating yourself and being aware is that is talking to people who might have more information and they're your age, so it's more yeah. accessible. No, I could go and um, Google after that and say, oh, they were talking about this. I'll Google that. I won't. If there's stuff that I'm like, oh, I don't really know what they're talking about or God, I don't. I want to learn more about that on my own. I will. But I think it's a good yeah. place to start. Maybe. Yeah. And I think like something that's important about um terminations of pregnancies that they talk a lot about in that amazing documentary called The Eighth. I watched that oh, at Oh, I've Festival heard about I think, that. I think it might be out on Amazon Prime now. I'm not sure, but I would 100% watch it again because mm. I think that was a really important time in mine and yours life because yeah. we had just, that was our first year in Dublin and mm. the air was thick with yeah. this divide. It was such a harsh divide and the campaign 
brought the yes vote into fruition, basically. And mm. fine, you know, it really fine, like, because there were so many people who couldn't make up their minds. And I'll put my hands up and say, before I educated myself, I didn't know where I stood either. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, I was a bit, because I just didn't know enough. Cam- I was like, God, what's this all about? But yeah. The, the campaign who really helped those people make up their minds, their whole ethos was, look, no one wants to terminate their pregnancies. No mm. one wants to be in that position. We just want them to feel like they can make the decision that suits them best in a safe and comfortable yeah. environment where they won't be turned away by their own home. That's That'd be my mindset as well. Like, I'm not out to kill mm. all the babies on the planet. I'm not. And they but, said yeah. that to people that they were, you know, the people that they, when they were knocking on doors and canvassing, that's the word, um, they had so many people saying, look, I, I really don't like the idea of an abortion. And they're like, well, the people who need them don't like that idea either. Yeah, they yeah, need, of course. That's what they need. And are you going to say that they don't deserve that to have that done in a comfortable environment? Will they be looked after and they don't have to get on a two hour flight before yeah. and after and spend a load of money? Yeah, and being afraid and yeah, like it's or the way ostracized. The way I was kind of looking at it as well is I'm not I haven't been in that situation before. But who am I to take the the choice away from somebody else? And that's what I said to a lot of the guys I would have been hanging around with. Or men, older men as well, I would have said. Not older, not that I hang around with older men. But like any uncles or whatever I would have come across. I'm thinking like, it's fine if you don't agree with it, but it's not your place to take the choice off mm. a young woman who happened to be pregnant. Maybe by mistake, maybe by whatever. Maybe on purpose, I don't know, change your mind. Yeah. Not my business. But like, who are we to take the choice away from somebody else's life? That's all it is, is giving people the choice. It's not saying they have to do this or they don't have to do this. It's just giving them a safe option. Jesus, there like, we go now. I hate bulmers, but I'm never going to smack a can of bulmers out of someone else's hand. That's it. I hate cider so much. Yeah. Point over. Class. Dropping my microphone off its lovely stand. <laughs> um, do you ever look back at yourself in school and think, oh my God, how are you so motivated? How did you get stuff done all the time? How did you get up and get at things? But I yes. know that mightn't be the case for you because you were depressed. I was just about to say I was so... De- <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> baffled. I, I'm really, really... I was thinking about this the other day because I just finished college, obviously. And I was thinking about myself in first year and where I am now. I am absolutely baffled I even filled in the sea. I'm baffled I even got on the train to Dublin. I was in the fucking shits. Like I was, yeah. I was, like, I was at a stage where I wasn't even... I was, like I was doing my best. I wasn't brushing my teeth. I wasn't comb my hair I was like just get me on the bus um yeah I had a lot more energy back then I sound old I'm 22 I had a lot more energy four years ago than I do now I'm not an L one like but god I I think I was just so determined to get away from the shitty situation that I was in now here I am pandemic stuck back in the same house nothing wrong with that but like I was just you're in the same house but you're a different person oh yeah 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 yeah. but like just I would think I was just so I didn't realize the time I was so angry so I was yeah. like, I was just, my anger was like, no, you're going, you're getting out of here. Yeah, it's mad. I don't know how I got anything done, though, because I was in and out of appointments. I was in and out of trying loads of different medication that really can fuck with your energy, can fuck with your head. Mad. Like, I think I, you I'm, made it. Yeah, I'm like a year off my meds now, which is class crack. Um, I'm not saying I'm feeling stunning all the time. I'm not, I won't lie to you, like, but I'm, I'm a lot better than I was which is good crack yeah. like and if I was chatting to like 17 year old me and saying okay it's going to be a shit four years like you're going to be off your meds in four years I would have been like fuck off mad yeah. don't know what I was at what about you what's going on I just think 
I thought of this because like I was thinking back I was thinking back back to when I was like in school and I was because I often like think about everything I'm doing now and I'm like wow I'm busy but Mm. back in school like I was really involved in youth theatre I was doing auditions to try and get into drama school I was really into my piano I was like pretty I I worked hard enough in school Mm. and I also like had a social life and yada 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 um, and I had like my downtime as well where I watched like lots of movies and I went to see a play a good bit and I had lots going on and I'm just like how did I do that when I was like you know the hours teenager? like you'd go and do yeah, school be... nine till four and then do all those other things and I did evening. evening study as well so I'd be yeah in me till too nine hours. till six yeah yeah but Bad. um and I was tr- attempting to learn how to drive as well and I think what was kind of pushing me forward and keeping me going a lot was that when you're in school you know there's a lot more reward and appreciation for your hard work Mm. you know there's a lot of like big red ticks and like you know 100% or A's or B's at the end of your essay that you Mm. can that you get that little feeling of reward from hello dopamine has things Mm. yeah and you don't really get that a lot as an adult no Um, (laughs) you might get it in in a little email now and then like well done good work Um, but I, I think that that really helped keep me going. I think that might have been... Because, you know, when you're a young woman and you don't really know yourself yet and you don't have a personality yet, you depend a lot on what other people think and say of you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably the main change as well. I think a bit of a switch went off in my head. Now, I was still as insecure as anybody like my first few years of college. I think it's only the last few months where I'm like, God, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> I think yeah. what you said to me maybe a few weeks ago is like, no one gives a fuck about you. Yeah. yeah, like I'd be oh, no, my my, yeah. my friend Claire said that to you. Yes, sorry. That's oh yes, like Claire. That, yes, yeah. sorry. We were chatting to Claire. Yeah. That was it. I just remember you were in the room. This was the same with the eyelashes and the yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. And I think she when she said that I was like, oh, my, Claire had some. She had great sayings. She has lovely oh, yeah. sayings. God, she's a beacon of knowledge. But we the might more... just unpack that phrase because it's quite harsh. Yeah, so th- there's me no saying, one... no one gives a fuck about you at all, listener. No, 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 I give a fuck. So, yeah. Darren Garrahy is like a big like media radio head and she often says about her dad, Eugene, like mm. when he's giving life advice, he'd say, no one gives a fuck about you. Mm. And it's not as in like, no one loves you, no one cares about you. It's that you're not living for anyone else's approval. And if you are, they're never you're not, never going to be happy because at the end of the day people have their own lives to worry about and whatever you're doing or however you're doing it's not going to upset or affect anyone really Mm. that's it you know so you shouldn't be like you shouldn't be relying on other people to make you feel good about yourself yeah or any other external factors for that and i think when i was chatting to claire about it it was like nobody thinks about ourselves as much as we do like i spend the whole day living in my head like other people might pass my brain for about a half a second you're probably there for a good minute of the day I won't lie you're there you, you're probably you're oh, there wow. with the most you and the <laughs> oh, dogs God. are up there I'd be like Jess I wonder how Molly is but like nobody else would take up the full 24 hours of my brain except me really like yeah. it's very it's very narcissistic isn't it like we spend the whole day thinking about ourselves I suppose oh, it's a survival thing people yeah but I suppose you're well, I... some of it is like Jess I better eat something or Jess what socks will I wear today like but a lot of it's like, oh God, I shouldn't have said that. Or Jesus, what about that time I did that stupid thing in 2007? The other person doesn't remember. Till. I don't remember any other time people have fucked up. But yeah. I'll remember all the times I fucked up. So oh, I highly doubt anybody else's. They might remember the odd bit if I've ever done. But like, nobody really remembers. Not really. No. Yeah. This is like a huge change in 
subject but I think it's cute will you read out that poem that I sent you on Instagram yesterday night yeah hold on I sent this to you when I was in the pub on the toilet a little bit tipsy just having a little scroll on my phone being like oh Misha would like that and I sent you a poem that's yeah that's because you were you were like because we were chatting yesterday like oh you're going out I was like grand I'll see you later and um what what time it was uh 9.53 I got a message yeah I, I called it early I I was home at around half 10 Oh, well done. I got an Instagram yeah. message from Molly Bew, which of course, woohoo. Um, now my dogs are being a bit loud. So this is a poem for someone who is juggling her life by Rose Cook. This, oh Jesus, Kobe, shut up. <laughs> That's not part of the poem. <laughs> it feels like it is. <laughs> this poem is for someone who is juggling her life. Be still sometimes, be still sometimes. And he's repeating over and over to catch her attention over and over because someone juggling her life finds it difficult to hear. Be still sometimes. Be still sometimes. Let it all fall sometimes. Woohoo! Thank you, Rose Cook. I don't know you, but that's a gorgeous poem. You have a lovely Molly. way of reading poetry. Thank you, darling. Me helped me. And that's, do you know what? As soon as I, I was in a big stress bubble last night, I was doing paperwork. And I felt a bit weird because I handed it in or sorted my paperwork and I had a few minutes where I didn't have anything else to do for that day. And I'm a devil yeah. for working late. And I thought, God, it's about nine o'clock. I actually don't have anything else to do for the rest of the day. I was kind of standing in my kitchen when I got that message. And I was just standing there. I was like, God, I'm just going to stay still for a minute. And it was so yeah. nice. It was lovely. Because normally my head's like, jeez, I have to go upstairs and send that email or do that. No. Gorgeous. Yeah. And you were mad for like something that's due in two weeks. You do it now. Like. I did it yesterday. Like, you know. Yeah, you did it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> that's but, uh, like I'm trying to get better at though, but it has the brain fried. But yeah, yeah. gorgeous. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm kind of falling out in love with my headspace lately, um, which isn't great because I think it's like really beneficial. But also like I, I love to be full of go. Like I actually being still just doesn't feel right sometimes. And I actually just really enjoy buzzing around, chatting, getting bits done, doing this, yeah. doing that, doing whatever. And sometimes, you know, depending on how, what mood I'm in and depending on my energy levels, if I'm still for too long, I just get a bit like, I'm raring to go again, do you know? Yeah, I was chatting to my therapist. Woohoo, nothing new. <laughs> and I was a bit stressed. I had a few things coming up in the space of a few days, like some work, some social shit. And I was like, oh God, I'm going to this place, I'm going to that place. And then I have to do this while I'm there and do that. And she was like, 16 year old you would have loved these opportunities 16 year old you would have been or like whatever younger you pre just pre-college me leaving certain me would have been like oh my god you're going and you're going to chat to that person oh my god you're going to this place with the cool people and in my head I was like I was anxious about it I was like oh my god that's gonna be such a pain in the earth like I was going and doing nice things and anxiety and excitement are the same signaling in the brain the brain yeah. picks them up as the same and she's like what if instead of you thinking that you're anxious about it you're actually excited about it okay you're probably yeah. a little bit nervous because you're leaving the house look at you go and I was like oh my god now still at the time I was a bit anxious about stuff and I was like oh but then I was like some of it is actually excitement because this is the dream like hmm what does it all mean I yeah. totally get that because when I had a few people around in the garden for my birthday I I was really really excited and my heart was going but I was kind of mistaking it for anxiety yeah yeah, and yeah. Y you know like I could feel you know with the hearts racing you feel a little bit like you don't know what to do with yourself and you yeah, can't yeah. really sit down you can't really do one thing you're all go you're all tingly but it's actually like a good feeling because you know it's going to be good and you're actually mm. looking forward to it it's just like time can't come any quicker but you also all you have to do is live through it like that's it 
you don't want time to go too quickly either because yeah. you do want to relish it but you just yeah, want yeah. it to be here you want it to be happening now yeah, 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 but you yeah. don't want it to be happening now yeah you <laughs> no. don't you have to change the sheets it can't be happening right now but like yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's tricky so I'm trying to catch myself a bit more in that now I'm still anxious about shit but I'm trying to flag up myself because I wouldn't know excitement I just know ang- anxiousness so I'm trying to flag myself and thinking am I actually just excited about that and like the weird thing is it okay to be excited about things as well because it doesn't happen often to me it's like oh. oh well do you know what actually and I only really realised this week because someone was talking to me about this really exciting project that we're going to be in that we can't talk you. about and they were like are you excited and I was like do you know what I have really trained myself to not look forward to things yeah. due to the constant rejection and disappointment of the work that I'm in Yeah. so I'm actually not allowing myself to be excited because one I know anything can go wrong two it takes up so much of my energy to be excited and I mistake <laughs> it for anxiety so I just yeah. kind of push it to another corner mm. of my brain and yeah two reasons yeah god aren't we so incredibly self-aware isn't it a bit of a curse sometimes yeah. I have to think about my thinking a lot and I'm just like why can't I just think things like I was I was all anxious and stressed I woke up the other morning and I was in the shower and my head was somewhere my my head was already up at my desk doing my jobs and I was like hold on I have 20 minutes here to have a shower all I have to do is put a bit of shampoo in my hair but my head was already up at the desk thinking well, you I couldn't time shampoo for that. your head because it I couldn't. was on the desk my head, was, my head was upstairs and the rest of me was in the shower like it was some kind of <laughs> horror film <laughs> scene do you know what I mean like my head made it all the way up the stairs on its own your mom still <laughs> shook <laughs> from the side oh, Jesus yeah like oh um, and something I would do now I don't stick to it all the time so I, I'm going to sound like I'm full of shit for a second but sometimes if my head has literally gone upstairs and I'm in the shower I, I just have a chat with my feet which I don't chat with my feet but I just all I do is I just concentrate my feet I'm like where are my feet so my feet right now are on my bedroom floor in between my microphone having a bit of crack messing with the microphone cable that's where I know my feet are so I know if my feet are here then I'm sitting on my chair and my head could be somewhere else but yeah it's it's helpful there we go a bit of mindfulness tip don't know if it's any no. good to anybody but I think about what no, socks I have what good. shoes I have and I'm like where are my feet mm. where are your that's feet there listener are you alright mm. <laughs> I think that's a lovely way to wrap things up as well gorgeous so where are your feet figure them out because I'd find if I'm living in my head my feet are always going to be the same place I hope unless I lose them or if they get chopped off or something like that we're not going to worry about that today though because I still have them uh, I, you see I'm, I'm nice and I'm inclusive of gender but also amputee conscious so I'm not trying to offend anybody but um <laughs> You know, yeah. Your feet. If you have feet, just check in with them. <laughs> okay. I'm conscious. I'm trying not to offend anybody. <laughs> oh no, you're brilliant. Listen, thanks so much, everyone. Uh, thank, thank you, Misha. You can get us on the socials. We're on Instagram at In Fairness Pod. We're on Twitter, on Facebook. If you want to email us, you're more than welcome. If you want to send us a letter, I'm not going to give out my address, but you could if you wanted. Uh, yeah, check in with your feet. Check in with your head. Check in Rate with your t- us and share us yeah. on the stories. Mm. That's it. It's done. All right. We'll talk to you next week, all right? Bye, yourselves. Bye, 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 bye.